There's a snap. There's a kick. It is up. It is no good. No one missed. I think we got a heck of a shot of winning. We beat anybody in the world, and I think we're going to win next Sunday. Eli Manning stays on his feet, airs it out down the field. It is caught by Tyree. For all you non-believers, disrespect us. Talk crap about the defense, like we ain't the third best defense in the league. See you in Pittsburgh. Can't wait. Fitzpatrick. Enzo. Eric Decker holds it in. The Jets win in overtime. And the New York Giants, given last rights by many in December, are the Super Bowl champs in February. This is NFL Friday. Going long on all news, reaction, and game picks for the Giants, Jets, and across the NFL on WFUV Sports. Welcome back to another episode of NFL Friday, WFUV's NFL podcast. My name is Tyler Hu, and I'm joined by Will Town and Bridge Gotham. We're, we're getting the last little remnants of good weather before it really hits the fall, and you know, it's hoodie weather, sweatpants, flannel. And it feels like we're in the in the middle of the NFL season, but we're at the basically the quarter season mark. Now we don't really technically have a quarter season mark with a 17 game season, 18 weeks, but we're feeling good. A lot of football's been played, a lot of fun stuff. New York football is looking up to say the least. But first of all, I'm gonna start off with you, Will. How are you today, Tyler? I'm great. Great to be with you guys in the studio today. New York football is definitely up right now, the best that they've looked so far in, I don't know, maybe 10 years. It's usually Mm -hmm. by this time you get to week five, it's like, all right, what draft pick are we going to get? Which coach is getting fired? Which coach is getting fired and where in the draft are the Giants and Jets going to pick? Who's going to pick higher than who? But no, that's not the case. Jets playing 500 ball. The Giants coming out, one of the better teams in the NFL right now record-wise. We'll get into that in a little more later. But yeah, good to be here, guys. We're four weeks in, and the Giants and Jets have won in the same week twice already. I mean, that's very <laughs> wow. rare to say that just in September. You'd never hear that. That says a lot, and I'm, I'm doing great. So excited to talk some football with you guys. We're in that transitional period. It was really cold the last couple of days. Now it's a bit warm, but I think as we get deeper into October, deeper into football season, get more of that football weather. Yeah, it's starting to get a little. It's finally, we're getting a couple of days of warmth. Before The last couple of days, it was freezing cold, rainy, miserable. It felt like watching, you know, the Giants' offense without, with if minus Saquon. However, the Giants prevailed again against the Bears, twenty to twelve, in one of the ugliest games I've seen in a while. Um, we're gonna start off with the Giants, though. Um, they're traveling to London this week. They're gonna get a little. They get to go study abroad, like some of the Fordham kids do, uh, and they go play the Packers at nine thirty a.m. on Sunday, Eastern Time on Sunday. I don't know if any of us are going to wake up for that, but we're going to talk about that for a little bit. But let's start off with the the game this past weekend. The Giants took on the Bears. Um, they beat them 20-12, to and they're off to a 3-1 start. First of all, Saquon Barkley. Let's talk about Saquon Barkley. Ran for 146 yards and looked like a superstar again. This is the best we've seen Saquon since pretty much his rookie year. Is it fair to call him the best running back in football again? I'm going to start off with you, Will. Through week four, I would say so. Can you name me another running back in this league that has been as good as him? Uh, Especially when you are leading the NFL in rushing yards. That usually means there's not a lot of people that are better than you. Right. There's actually nobody that's better nobody, than you. Nobody, exactly. But the thing is, he just looks so explosive he does. in his cuts. He looks like he's running with energy, with with violence. And he's running for that bag. He's got that contract coming up. You know, they accepted his fifth-year option. But, you know, a couple of injuries here and there, a torn ACL, a couple of nagging injuries that have prevented him from ankle injury re- too. Exactly, reaching his full potential. I'm going to blame that in the MetLife turf. We'll get to that later. But um, Saquon, he looks like the best I've ever seen. Uh, uh, forget rookie year. This is the best I've ever seen the kid. Yeah, he's definitely back. And one, one thing, too, that I think that was um, kind of gone by the wayside because he just hadn't played was his ability to receive, too. Mm-hmm. He's got a, over 100 receiving yards and obviously 400-plus rushing yards. That's a really, really solid sign for this New York Giants team. They they can use him wherever. And receiving, we can, we'll get into this in a minute. Yeah abysmal it's abysmal he's been one of the better receivers on this team that shouldn't be the case his job is to rush and get those extra yards right but he does look phenomenal he's just he's very explosive like he used to be and it's that de- he's definitely the best player on this Giants team without a doubt definitely he's definitely put the team on his back the offense on his back for sure made Daniel Jones's life a lot easier 
But you know who has made Daniel Jones' life easier? The offensive line and the receiving core. Bridge, let's talk about it real quick. What's wrong with this offensive line and receiving core besides the youth inexperience and just injuries? Like, they just look ineffective out there. Do you think there's any ways for them to solve that in the short-term fix? Or do you think this is a problem that's going to nag through the whole season? I mean, you pretty much mentioned it there. Non-existent, I think, is a good way of putting it for most aspects of both the O-line and the receivers. But if there are a few bright spots. First off, Andrew Thomas, the left tackle, has looked phenomenal the, through the first four weeks. He's, of course. According to PFF, he's one of the best pass-blocking tackles in the league. And then on the right tackle position is Evan Neal, who hasn't been amazing so far, but a lot of similarities to what Andrew Thomas looked like his rookie year. Mm-hmm. Look, I mean, you're, what, the seventh pick in the draft? You're a really high-touted prospect, but, you know, even so, you go from college to NFL, it's not an easy transition to make. you got to give them time. No one comes out, you know, perfect. Not, I mean, not usually, right? So you got to give them a pass there, but where the problems arise is that interior offensive line with the injuries and just the lack of solid players. And then in the receiving core, well, when you lose Sterling Shepard, who's already the longest tenured giant, he's been with the team since 2016, he's getting up there in age, and you know what they say, the NFL stands for not for long, right? Mm-hmm. And, and that's another reason what makes Saquon's resurgence so amazing because the running back position in particular those players tend to peak very early on in their careers and if you're not amazing your career ends very quickly for a running back it's very rare to extend your career which is what makes guys like Frank Gore and Adrian Peterson guys that are able to stay in the league a lot longer it makes it all the more impressive so I guess you know I've been all over the place here but I guess if I have to get back to it the Giants receiving problem how do you solve it I mean you have to look I mean I know they were looking at Cole Beasley on the waiver wires, who's now officially retired. Yep. He was with the Bucks for, for a week, and now he's just calling it quits. You're not going to find that many great guys on the waiver wire that are going to be any better than who you have now. I mean, you signed Kenny Galladay to the huge contract. That obviously hasn't panned out. You just you have to keep him out there, though. I mean, I, I, I agree with Dable's decision to move him down the depth chart purely because he's making the correct decision for the football team. But if they're if they have to put a receiver out there, I'd rather Galladay over some, you know, Joe Schmo. You know what I mean? He's looked like a Joe Schmo. For he the has, last two but years, look, he's the thing. based on what he's done in his career. I think you just ha- he has to find his fit in this offense, even right. if he's not going to be as explosive as he was in Detroit with Matthew Stafford. I feel like a guy like Kenny Galladay. This is his time to step up, and no Sterling Shepard. I think Darius Slayton's. Uh, he played well, but he is also kind of hurt. I mean, he's yeah. he's never able Everybody's to stay. Hurt. Wandale you got still da- hurt. Yeah, yeah. Wandale, Kadarius, Tony. Who knows with him? He's, he's, he's out. What, like, he's five, out this he's week. Like, yeah, he's out. This week. He's out. This, he's always hurt. He's has he played what like ten snaps this whole he has, season? He has two receptions for zero yards. So this year. even when he was healthy, I think Dable doesn't put him in many personnel packages. I don't know why that's the case. He's that's too just, frail. He's too it, small. Golly yeah. still doesn't have a Giants career touchdown. No, he doesn't. Zach Wilson had more receiving touchdowns <laughs> yeah, in the last week. Yeah, the Philly than special with the Jets, and we'll get to that. <laughs> yeah, we'll and get I to that later. But my tangent, but to, course, to sort of conclude here, the Giants they need to just they need more consistency at the receiver position because Saquon can't do it forever, right? Exactly. You can't you can't just depend on this guy to rush for three two three thousand yards, which is basically impossible it's, to especially do. Especially with his injury history, as sad as it sounds. Yeah, yeah, knock on, yeah, on, knock wood. on wood. Well, but if Saquon about... Barkley goes down this week, what do the Giants do? Seriously, what are you going to do? You're you're, home. you're stranded. It's oh, you're right? stranded. <laughs> you're stranded. Leave your passports there. You can't come back into the states if that's the case. It's How like about... you're a basketball player that can do one thing, and like if if the defense is able to figure out, oh, he's a good shooter, he's a good this. If they're able to, or he can't dribble, he can't go left, he can't drive left to the basket. If you're able to block out that one thing, like blocking out the Giants' run game, if mm-hmm. you can't do that, then the whole team just falls apart. Richie James, though. Let's yeah, talk about Richie yeah, James. He's the one guy I didn't mention. 15 he, receptions yeah. for 155 yards. He just, he's the best receiver on this Giants team. He's 5'9". He's too. the yeah, one like, serviceable receiver on this that, team. That's just not that's, that's like pathetic. good for him, like a guy that hey, no one's heard of either. Catching your passes, prior to the season. those yards. Yeah, he was but just a fast guy. He can't, runners. but he can't be the only guy. He's a Absolutely. slot guy. You, you, you know, you can't depend on him every single time. You need to have more options. You need to have guys with the athleticism of Kenny Galladay to be catching these passes, so you can have guys like Richie James actually doing what they're supposed to be doing. Yep. Yeah. It, it's just it's ridiculous. And I want to one. I, I had one point for you, Bridge. Um, with uh, Evan Neal and Andrew Thomas, I uh, obviously Neal hasn't been that good, but you look at the development of uh, Andrew Thomas. Oh yeah, you could see Neal getting to that. Yeah, I, yeah that I, was my point. I, you could you just gotta give it time. Get, yeah, exactly. He's in. Look he's at, he's four Andrew games into his rookie year. Yeah. I, I I read this on Twitter today. Andrew Thomas has the highest uh, grade 
for offensive linemen this year. Yeah. Oh, he's a stud. That's he's, he's unbelievable. Top, top five so give, left tackle Give it time. It, easily. An offensive line is hard to build. It's not mm-hmm. the easiest thing. You can't just oh, no. throw it together. Right. You could sign free agents. Like, they signed um, free agents this year. A veteran. Lewinsky, Feliciano. Yeah, they, they, yep. those, are, yeah. those are good so signings. Those are but guys, yeah. it's very hard to put together a solid O-line when you're bringing guys in from other places. You can have veterans for sure. But getting establishing a core with Neil and Thomas – that's the, the first step. Tackles is the, the O-line will definitely get there. And one question for the both of you guys. Yeah. Is Odell a realistic thing here? Is he not, a realistic not, signing uh, for the Giants? Not for another month, considering he's still recovering of course. from the torn ACL. So th- that would be not realistic for anybody then? Not realistic for anybody. I don't think he signs anywhere for another month at least. The thing is, well, it's all dependent on his recovery. As the Giants fan and as a diehard Odell fan, I want him to go chase one more ring and then come back home next year when you know when we're on the come up for real for real yeah like this year i just don't want him to you know get stranded as like the only option and then just get you know possibly get hurt again yeah i'd rather him go chase a ring cement that legacy go to the bills or the ravens or some other team like with championship aspirations that's the thing with football though say this giants team actually surprises everybody and we're all right they can come back yeah we come (laughs) Come november they're gonna that's yeah. <laughs> that's why I think this game is going to be so telling for the Giants this Absolutely, weekend. I know yeah. it's at nine thirty. It's in London. We got Landon Collins back too. That's oh yeah, awesome! Oh, yeah. Another former Giant. Let's uh, talk about it. Yeah, Landon but, Collins. He's going to be playing what linebacker and box safety yeah, pretty I, much. Linebacker. It's a massive sign. Safety. I love that. Linebacker. Uh, just bring him back. Bring him back. He's a Giant. He knows how this. Oh, he knows how this leader. franchise yep. operates. He was very good with the Giants. Three time Pro Bowl. Oh, yeah. He was fantastic. That's going to be fun. But this game. This game. You guys can agree or disagree with me. Obviously, but. If the Giants pull this this one out, I think you have to seriously think about it. This team could be a better NFC team if they beat the Packers. If they lose, they lose. But you look at the rest of their schedule. They're going to play the Ravens. It's going to be a hard one. Schedule. They have a good schedule. They have a to, very like, to, like, easy make schedule. Make some serious easy. noise oh, in yeah. the NFC. Absolutely. So, oh, yeah. But I think that that becomes answer. Like You can answer that after this weekend. If they can beat Rodgers... If they, can, listen, if they, beat, have so if they beat the Packers, um, just give Brian Dable the Coach of the Year um, award on a silver platter. He deserves it. I mean, f- first of all, I'm, I'm, we're gonna, I'm not going to preview my awards ceremony. Uh, we're going to talk about that later. But um, Dable's done an unbelievable job so far with a really, really bad roster. This is – I'm not going to sugarcoat it. This is the bottom three to bottom five roster in the NFL. I was extremely low on the Giants. I, coming, I wouldn't yeah. say it's that I bad. Be, I no, it's, it's not, bad. But they're in the no, bottom half. No, especially sure. especially yeah. with how bad this receiving core looks right now, it's that bad. The defense looks amazing though. They're I three and one though. They yeah. are three and one, but that's <laughs> that that's a testament. <laughs> that's one. a testament to coaching and hard work. There shout out go. to Dable and shout out to the Giants defense. Let's talk about the Giants defense real quick before we move on to the preview for the uh, next week's game. Giants defense sacked Justin Fields six times and recovered three fumbles, um, including one right before the two-minute warning on the punt. Um, I think it was Gary Brightwell who recovered the punt. Shout out to Jamie Gillian, first of all. The, Sc- the Scottish Hammer. Absolute stud. Probably, honestly, our best player. The punter. Absolute legend. And that was one awesome. of the last play of the game was Hail Mary. This Giants defense looks so, like, they, it was never really a problem, even with Patrick Graham here. He's, he's on to um, the new defensive coordinator of the Raiders. Yeah. But getting Wink Martindale, it's such a different style. Like Patrick Graham's a little more sit back. You get a strong secondary, a little bit of zone, a little bit of man. Wink Martindale, it is about as unpredictable as it gets. He'll throw any look at you. He'll throw the whole kitchen sink at you. He'll send blitzes from every package, get pressure whenever. The Giants getting to Justin Fields, a mobile quarterback, six times is very impressive. I know Fields kind of does walk into sacks a couple times, but that's a big testament to the Giants defense making a young quarterback's life miserable. You got a great, a good young edge. Yeah, I just bit my tongue. Edge duo and uh, Kayvon Thibodeau and Aziz Ojolari. You got big guys up front. Uh, big Cat might be coming back soon. Um, Leonard Williams. And this is a young defense. So they're going to have their lumps. They're going to have their growing pains. But they've looked so good through four weeks. I think, what, what's the most they've given up so far? Oh, probably um, the Cowboys. 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 And they only yeah. lost by they only lost by seven. They yeah. could have won that game. They haven't given up more than twenty five points a game uh, in any of these games. That's such a testament to how good this Giants defense is. Yeah, like, the opponents. And people have not like, talked about this Giants defense being that good. They've been impressive. They have been. It's been legit. They, they give up seventeen point eight points per game. Mm-hmm. That they and they only the problem is they only score nineteen points per game. Yeah, you look <laughs> at the Eagles. Positive. You look point at the differential. Eagles, and it's yep. almost the same 
for defense, but the Eagles score almost 30 points. The Eagles game. are a wagon. Yeah. <laughs> they're the best. They're the top three team in football. But, like, this Giants defense, this is such a good start. You get yeah. building blocks. You got guys like Xavier McKinney, Kayvon Thibodeau, Aziz Ojolari, Dexter Lawrence. Um, guys really coming into yeah, their own, Dory too. Jackson, guys yeah. that were brought in, yep. groomed, Darn and are Holmes, becoming yeah. good players. They didn't, they didn't sign them. They they groom them and mm-hmm. develop them into the players that and they X, are. X Man in the second year it looks like a captain, looks like a leader out there. You see him leading every single huddle, mm-hmm. all the defensive huddles. He's he's the back end of that defense, and he's so active everywhere. Such a fun player. But this defense is so active, so fast, and it's really it's just really good to see that at least the Giants have one side of the ball figured out. Because if they figure out that offense, this is a contender. Yeah. I'm really like I'm really intrigued to see how this Giants defense continues to play with guys getting healthy, seeing Leonard Williams come back, seeing them continue to develop because that linebacker core is still a weakness. I know they saw they got Leonard Collins. Yeah, I'm but he's really, a natural safety. He's They're a natural put safety, him there. but he's he plays like a box lineman. He plays like yeah, a linebacker. well, he's got he's got the frame for it too. Yeah. Like, he he's plays built like, like one, that. Yeah, he's the money backer type vibe. But yeah. remember Deontay? Uh, was it Dion Buchanan? Like when he was with the Cardinals, what they want Isaiah Simmons to be. That's what Landon Collins should be for the Giants. Mm-hmm. And this is like a low-risk, really high-reward thing. Yeah, it's just like definitely. a nice reunion. So I'm really excited going into this Week 5 matchup against the Packers. Let's talk about it, actually. Daniel Jones, ha- healthy? Questionable. 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 Probably will play. Taylor's out. Ta- Taylor's He's out, He's concussion. Yeah. Yeah. And then Davis Webb's is back up and Saquon's his third string. So Jones will probably play, but if he does, he will kind of be limited in, in his sort of maybe ability to rush. Or right. And even if two running touchdowns. Even if he's week. given the green light, I think just when you come off of an injury like that, just the way your body's feeling, you're probably going to be less likely to take those risks that he's been taking because he's been taking a lot of risks going going for the runs. Right. And, this yeah, this is going to be a very interesting game considering, one, it's overseas. It's in London. And this yep. is a funny stat that I looked up. Um, you know how the London games always suck? And they always have bad games. This is the first ever London game where both teams have oh, a winning record. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, first ever game. No where they way. Both have a winning record. And I'm every team serious. I think has now played. The Packers are the thirty-second team to have played a game in London. So every yeah. team at some point has played a game in London, but they've never been between two teams. With, uh, winning record. Yeah. That's what. Well, well, they also always send yeah. the Jaguars out there. So you know they do. Yeah, the Jaguars yeah. are there. Are they always there send the Jaguars out there, and yep. you know the Jaguars aren't really that good. So you know they look. They look better this year, though. No, this year they look good. They definitely look better this year. This is what happens when you move on from Urban Meyer. <laughs> Trevor, yeah. you, you unleash Trevor Lawrence. Terrible experiment. Looks Never like, bring a college coach yeah. to the NFL. Yeah, come on. It we've seen different games. It's we've a different seen game. we've seen it fail too many times. Yep. But man, that Trevor, Trevor Lawrence looks special. But we'll talk about that maybe sometime soon. But let's talk about the Giants. Last time they played in London was in 2016, where they did get a win. They did defeat the LA Rams, 17 to 10. They did make the playoffs that year. So maybe this is a little playoff preview, a little preview. Um, but. The Packers are a tough opponent. I know they haven't looked that good this year, but it's still the Packers. Aaron Rodgers is starting to hear the doubters, starting to, starting to hear the haters saying, oh, he's not that guy anymore, even though he just came off back-to-back MVPs. What are some keys for the Giants to win this game? I'm going to start off with you, Bridge. We've kind of discussed it a lot, but run game. you got to run it downhill against this pa- uh, Packers defense. An you amazing Packers defense, by um, the way. Because the Packers defense is great, but as we've already talked about, the Giants offense isn't scoring a lot of points. So even if your defense is holding them, you have to put up some sort of offense because mm-hmm. at one point or another in this game, Aaron Rodgers will become Aaron Rodgers, right? Right. Maybe we saw it against the, the Patriots. I mean, look, they were playing a Patriots team with a third-string quarterback in a very exactly. similar-ish position that the Giants might be in if Daniel Jones doesn't play, or even if he does play one that isn't doesn't have a lot of weapons per se, right? So when you look at it from that perspective, and the Patriots are able to play him close, but even at the end, Aaron Rodgers went down and he did his thing. So if the Giants can keep him close, it doesn't matter if Aaron Rodgers can still come down and do his thing. My point, the Giants have to score a lot more points than the Packers. How are they going to do that? It starts with Saquon Barkley. It then goes over to Richie James, who's been Daniel Jones' most reliable target, as Will just touched on. And it's a guy that I had never heard of prior to this season. I he was on the 49ers before I remember. I was watching the Titans game week one, and I was like, hey, who's who's number 80? Who is that guy? Why does Victor Jones Cru- keep going to him? It's Victor Cruz. Who's wearing Victor Cruz's jersey, yeah. right? Um, and all of a sudden, I'm like, hey, this Richie James guy is pretty good, and I've been at the last three Giants games. They've all been at home, and I've noticed, like, Daniel Jones will go to Richie James on back-to-back plays. Like, I w- it'll be so predictable, yet Jones will keep going to him because he keeps getting open. So right. if Jones and R- James are building this uh, rapport, that, that's going to be great. 
Definitely. And I mean, I'm going to take a little ode from our boy Danny Scott and uh, College Gridiron, another podcast that just came out yesterday. Um, time of possession. Time of, time of possession turnover battle. You have to win both of those battles in order to win this game against a very clinical, very talented, very solid Packers team. They're not as talented as the years past. Obviously, lost to Monte Adams. They're a little bit banged up up front. They still have Aaron Rodgers. They still have that great running back duo, and Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. You got to be able to control time possession and limit the time that they're on the field in order to win this game. And you cannot be, you have to be good Daniel Jones, not bad Daniel Jones. So you cannot be turning the ball over. You cannot just be throwing careless picks, even though he's done a pretty good job of curtailing that, but you cannot be fumbling the ball. It's a winnable game, but it's tough. Neutral site, obviously. Early early game for the fans, at least. But um, it's an unfamiliar environment for pretty much everybody on this team. So you're going to see a little bit of rust early on. It, it could be an ugly game, but it could also be a really fun shootout game. But I'm going to start off with you, Will. What's your score prediction for this game? Ooh. Shootout, I, I can't agree with that. Though. Yeah, so I don't. I, mean, I don't think it's going to be a shootout, but it could be one. Both of these teams don't score enough for it to be a shootout. I think yeah. it's just um, the Packers are averaging eighteen point eight points per game, so uh, it's going to be a defensive battle. Yeah. If and that's that's where I think the Giants lose it because, but not by much. Ooh. Aaron Rodgers will be able to use what he has, like he's been doing all season. And find holes in that Giants defense. We just brought it up how young right, this defense yeah. is. They're good. Don't get me wrong. It's going to be a good game. Uh-huh. I I think I think it's going to be uh, 20, 21, 13, Excuse me, twenty one fourteen. Okay. Uh, Packers. It's going to be it's going to be a one possession game. I think if yeah. it's if it's not, but it may not be because the Packers are what eight and a half no. point favorites. The Packers are the Packers. The Giants are still a young but team. But I, I still think this Giants team could win it. It could be one of those games that, you know, you look at, you'll, you'll look at at the end of the season and be like, wow, the Giants beat the Packers this year. It could be one of those games. And then again, it may just be the Packers just beat a really young Giants team and brought them back down to earth a little bit. Um, so, Honestly, I can't really give you the most realistic answer possible. It's going to be one or the other. The Giants are either going to lose and they're going to be brought down to earth a little bit, or they're going to win and everyone's going to start turning their head and be like, whoa, look they're at the Giants. Look at the real. Giants. Mm-hmm. They're yeah. no joke anymore. Bridge, I, what do you think? I would have to go with, I'll go 17-13. I like uh, that. Packers, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, like Will said, it's going to be a defensive battle, low scoring I think the Giants get a couple field goals. They get a touchdown somehow. Let's say you get 13, and then it'll come It'll come down to maybe, you know, Aaron Rodgers will have one of those drives in the last five minutes of the game that'll sort of cement it. So maybe the Giants are up 13-10, but they gave Aaron Rodgers too much time. The final score is 17-13. I'm going to go with a little higher scoring of game. I don't know why I thought high scoring, because in reality it's going to be a lot lower scoring. But it's at 27-20 Packers. I think it's going to be a one-score game, but I think that Rodgers is going to – He's going to start slow cuz he's going to but then he's going to really just turn see, it on. I don't the even half. see that as like a reach. That's pretty realistic too. It's realistic. Yeah. yeah. We're oh, all yeah. within one score. I don't think it's yeah. going to be a blowout. I yeah. think I don't think anyone yeah. gets to 30 and obviously none of us thought that. Definitely but, not. The, yeah. They're definitely let's neither team going to age poorly. <laughs> oh god. Well, <laughs> let's hope, hope it ages well in terms of the Giants win the game, but you know, neither yeah. here nor there. But let's it, cross yeah. locker rooms real quick. Um Jets Looking good. 500 now. They just defeated the Steelers 24-20. Uh, to 20. Spoiled Kenny Pickett's season debut. Um, and speaking of season debuts, Mr. Zach Wilson, um, the Mormon man over here. Mormon Mahomes just made his season debut. He threw for, what do you call it? He threw for 252 yards, one touchdown, threw two picks, unfortunately, but did have a receiving touchdown via Philly Special. So more than Kenny Galladay on his Giants tenure. Let's talk about Zach Wilson's <laughs> debut. How do you guys feel about that? How do you guys, like, you guys watched the game and saw what are your takeaways from that? It was a statement. Came back. This is our franchise quarterback. I, you know, get a little banged up. First four weeks gonna have to miss. I I like Wilson. Me I too. obviously the Jets did not play well at all last year. And I was I would have this debate on the the NFL Fridays that I was on last season about how I think the Jets were finishing strong even though they were losing and Everyone that I was with would be like, how, how could you say they're finishing strong if they're losing? Watch. Just watch the way that Zach Wilson went. Right. You saw the Buccaneers game last week year. Week 18. Exactly. He almost just outdid Tom Brady. Watch his progression. He came right back. 
already got a win. This team is at 500. He's got the weapons really like Garrett Wilson. I really like him. You Love pair him up with Great Elijah pick. Moore. You really gave, you gave Zach Wilson good, not just like okay. Not gave real. Good These are targets good weapons. And good weapons that are going to stay. You're, you're going to be able to develop them and make this team become something. And Brees Hall, too. Michael the, Carter. Michael Carter, great underrated running back duo. Top in my ten, easily a top ten running back duo I, in my eyes. I, I, I have a lot of hope here for the Jets. I, th- I don't know if Me they're going to be. I think the Giants are going to be a little better. We've said this before when the uh, season first started. But I don't think the Jets are going to be that bad. I was actually. They I was, week? The, I, Dolphins, yeah, the Dolphins. Dolphins, Packers, Broncos. Okay. That's a little eh, tough. Eh, but we'll see. But I was beat the Broncos. I think they will beat the Broncos. I think they'll Dolphins beat the Broncos. without Tua. I mean, we'll talk. We'll we'll, we'll talk about that game in a yeah, second. But um, yeah, let's talk about the. Oh, first of all, the Jets defense played really well for interception, force four interceptions. Yeah, Kenny against Pick Kenny Pickett too. and all oh, a couple tape drills. I wouldn't say it's all on Kenny Pickett, but they made Kenny Pickett's life a little harder than it had to be, which is good. They did give up two rushing touchdowns to him, but that's neither here nor there. Who really cares? They won the game. Um. But and their offense, um, Brees Hall, he had yeah he had 17 carries compared to Michael Carter's nine. Do we expect this to continue? Do we expect Brees Hall to establish himself as the bell cow back, or we continue to see like a Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt type, uh, you know, type I, of? Vibe? I think you're gonna see split reps. I like still. the mix. Yeah, I, I, unless one Keeps of them has like them a fresh. really explosive game, and it's like all right, hot hand. Kind of have to use them a little bit, but. They they work well splitting reps. Mm-hmm. I, you know, obviously Chubb is the much better running back. Than we've we've seen the difference, but when they uh, when they first, pretty good. he no he is good. Like that's yeah. a really but good Chubb, duo too. Chubb is like Chubb a top is two like, running back. Yeah, maybe top like three running back in the yeah, NFL. Easily. So, but uh, obviously the Jets are not at that level. But they're young. But when the Browns were first in that position, splitting reps between the two, it, it was good, and it it could work for the Jets, and it has been working for the Jets. Mm-hmm. I just saw something too. Uh, Zach Wilson limited in practice oh. after injuring his left ankle on Sunday. He'll be fine. I think he'll be fine too. He will play. But that obviously that's not a headline that you want to see. If you're Definitely a Jets fan, actually coming back from an injury too. and winning the game. <laughs> yeah, he's he's got that dog in him. Don't worry about it. He'll be playing. But um, I mean, I like what the, what the Jets are building right now. I love Me their too. I love their offensive like core. The young guys. It's all dependent on Zach Wilson's you know ability to take the next step. Their line also has to stay healthy, but that weapon core is fun. It's young, and it's got the potential to be elite. Um, their defense has been playing pretty. Their defense has been playing pretty well. They got the pieces: Sauce Gardner, DJ Reed in the secondary. Lamarcus Joyner had two picks, I'm pretty sure. And then up front, they just got they just got a bunch of great players. But they got a tough test this week against the Dolphins. Dolphins obviously shorthanded. Two was out. Teddy Two Gloves is playing quarterback for the Dolphins. But this is a really good Dolphins team that we're talking about. This is a team that, I mean, they're traveling to MetLife. So it's going to be a fun little battle. But the Dolphins are obviously pissed off. They're motivated after what happened on this past Thursday. They got 10 days of rest before they head over to MetLife. What are some keys for the Jets to def- uh, defeat the Dolphins? I'll start off with you, Bridge. Well, again, if, assuming you have Zach Wilson, assuming you have all of those weapons, assuming everyone's healthy, which, assuming this, this injury isn't too bad, yeah. keys for the Jets... First off, on the defensive side, you have to make Teddy Bridgewater uncomfortable. Teddy Bridgewater's been in the league for a long time. He's yeah. sort of been a journeyman. Very serviceable, solid quarterback. He's a solid quarterback, but you have to assume that he that he hasn't been he's only been taking first team reps for this past week. And yeah, they've had an extended break, but he's probably not as comfortable in the offense as a starter like Tua is. So mm-hmm. the key is make Teddy uncomfortable. Send those blitzes. Make Teddy Bridgewater uncomfortable. Force him to make stupid mistakes, unforced errors, and if you do that, well, the Dolphins, despite their weapons, despite having a Jalen Waddle or a Ty- Tyree Kill, yeah. if you can't get the ball to those guys, there's not much you can do. So you pressure them on the defensive front, and then on the offensive front, start strong. Yeah. You know, it's just the you Jets. The Jets have come to life a little late in both of their wins, mm-hmm. to, <laughs> which might they be are, an understatement. Yeah. But they they have. I think it's don't uh, try not to play from behind if you don't have to. Definitely. It's all a matter of just like keeping themselves in the game because they have the talent to win this game, but it's a matter of you know actually doing. This is a good Dolphins team. team. They're a good good team. team. They're a very good football team. Um, and sure they're a little shorthanded, but I'm really one matchup that I'm really intrigued to see is that matchup of that corners versus the receivers duo. Yeah, of DJ Reed and Sauce Gardner versus 
uh, Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. Oh, I'm man, assuming that fun. I'm assuming that Reed's gonna be matched up on Tyreek Hill because I think Reed's a little faster. Sauce is gonna take on Jalen Waddle. The sh- yeah, like, Sauce a rookie too. I mean, he's yeah. great, but I think he and he give the Waddle matchup. Yeah, there. definitely. Even though Sauce is their CB one, I think that's a better matchup. Yeah. I think it's a yeah. fair matchup. It's yep. it's obviously gonna be brutal because these are two elite receivers we're talking about. This yeah. is two board, well one top five receiver and then one borderline top ten receiver we're talking about. So. This is going to be easier said than done, but I'm really intrigued to see how they they, they toy around with this because Robert Sala, whoever's calling plays back there, is gonna he's going to try to make everybody's lives a little easier for his defense. I would love to see Sauce on uh, guarding Tyreek this week, yeah. but I don't think that would be good for him. I yeah. think like I, I'm, I'm with you, Bridge. Rookie, obviously we everybody knows what he did in Cincinnati. Yeah. That's why he went as high as he did. Right. Just it's the NFL. You yeah. gotta you, you can't, whole different ball game. This could completely diminish. Like yeah. if Tyreek cooks him, yeah. this could like this could this could be kill a setback his, for him. Yeah, could kill it's his like confidence. A real, confidence yeah, wise. It's a real it's confidence. A really big thing. I don't think Sauce is any short of confidence. But Not at all. Yeah. But it's like this wow. Is, it's this like, would be. He's bad. been talking about how he wants that first interception. You know, and wants it. He wants it. Wants to do well, and he's been when he's been doing well, but. You gotta you gotta take a step back. You'll work your way up to Tyreek yeah, Hill. Definitely, You're, you gotta work your way up. He was guarding Jamar last week, which was tough. That was is tough. tough. Yep. That's tough. But and he played well. Jamar, is Jamar Tyreek. His second year. Yeah. Tyreek, you know, he's been around. Like he's six, been around for a little years, bit yeah. now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And he's but, still the fastest receiver in the league. So. Oh, he's got wheels. He's fast. I don't know if uh, Reed or Sauce is gonna get matched up on him, but I'm really intrigued to see that. But I want to see what are your score predictions for this game. What do you think is going to play out? Well, I'll start with you, if, you will. I, I I agree with you, Bridge. If the Jets can apply the pressure to Teddy Bridgewater, it's going to be a close game. No matter what, though, I don't think the Jets win this. I think they can have the chance to make it exciting, but uh, this Dolphins team is just it. They're too good. Yeah. I'm going to say 24-18 Dolphins. Eighteen. Ooh, they should go for two. Interesting. Really? Uh, my actually, my score prediction is very similar. I was gonna go uh, twenty to seventeen. I think the Dolphins wow. went on a field goal. Yeah, it's a little closer. But really, uh, yeah. You think it's gonna be like down to the wire, one possession like that? I think so. Or even that's fair. It, I even see if it happening. doesn't go down, like I think that'll be the final score. Like, I it could be it twenty happening. to seventeen going to the fourth quarter. I think it'll be that close of a game in yeah. terms of margin. Okay. Yeah. I think Lightning strikes thrice with the Jets, and they actually come back from behind again. And pull out this win, 27-24. This, this is at like home that. at MetLife. You're going to get a very loud Jets crowd. This is the best Jets team we've seen in a couple of years. You're going to get a very excited Jets crowd coming out. And you know they always get up for the Dolphins games. They love playing oh, the yeah. Dolphins. Those games are always good. Long weekend, too. Long Nobody's got to go to work the next Nobody's day. Nobody's got to get to work. So there's crowd. Oh, people yeah. are going to be a little drunker than usual. <laughs> and they're going get, to get after a little bit louder than usual. But I'm really excited for that game. I think the Jets pull it out, though. And... Let's move on to the quarter season award picks. How do you, we're almost a quarter of the season through? We can't even call it a quarter of the season because there's 18 weeks now. It's you so can, weird. Though. It's but like, it pretty. It feels week, like between it. week Just four do it by and month, five. You know, like yeah. September's over. September's we're in October. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're in October we're out now. Of September football. Yep. yep, we're in October now, and we've seen some like let's talk about the good in the league. We've seen some amazing performances some, from some great players. Let's start off with the head, the most important award, obviously. MVP. I'm going to start off with you, Bridge. Who's your MVP so far of the league? It's so hard to say four weeks into the season, but I'm going to go with the most obvious pick here, or at least what I think is the most obvious pick. I think Patrick Mahomes has been playing out of his mind. I I really think so. (laughs) I know you probably thought I was going to go with a Lamar Jackson or another player, but I think what Patrick Mahomes did against a Bucs defense that basically held all of their opponents to very little – a small amount of points through the first three weeks, and then Patrick Mahomes goes and lights up this defense, a defense that gave him a lot of problems in the Super Bowl a couple years ago. And just that one play where he flipped yeah. it, 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 it just, yeah. I was like, all right, that guy's the best player yeah, in the, the NFL best, right there. He's the best player I've ever seen, best quarterback I've ever seen. He's the best player in the NFL. Yeah, and definitely. He's my MVP through uh, four weeks. I can't I, blame you for that. I had Lamar. If I had, past tense, yes. if they beat the Bills, I would have still had Lamar. Mm-hmm. I switched it to Mahomes because I because had, of how that game went. I that's same thing for me. If Lamar was able to take down the Super Bowl favorites, it would have clearly been Lamar. It's Patrick Mahomes though, six in the NFL in in passing yards, eleven hundred plus. He's got eleven touchdowns, tied for first. Also has the highest QB rating at eighty two point three. Ooh yeah, in the league can't be mad. At you that. really like you can't. It's got to be Patrick Mahomes. He's the MVP right now. 
I got to bank on my guy Lamar Jackson this time. That's um, that's fair. I'm sticking it's with fair. Lamar. The, you, I'm assuming you guys saw the stat how the Ravens have only traveled for like, what, like 14 90, seconds, 14 seconds of the whole season. That? Yeah, are you serious? Something I really did not yeah. see that. It's They've wow. tra- insane. Our producer Andrew Canary, who's a Ravens fan, he sees he sees he it. Knows. He's no, he nodding his head. <laughs> he's nodding his head in disappointment of how bad the Ravens defense has been. They've traveled for 14 seconds this whole season, and they're two and two. Wow. D- Lamar Jackson is their offense. He is that whole team. Puts that team on his back, and he's done it week in week out. This Dolphin, this Bills game was the first like quote unquote bad game he's played, and he didn't even play bad. The pick, you could say it's his fault. He didn't read Poyer in the end zone, but Jordan Poyer is a top five, the top seven safety in the league. That was a great read by Poyer. That was a good throw, a smart throw. Just you know, timed it a little second too late. But Poyer's Lamar, a great player. He's, he's an amazing interception. He's, he's an amazing <laughs> player. Exactly. This is the best. Like this is the best I've ever seen Lamar Jackson play. Much better than his 2019 MVP season. He's thrown for he's he's tied for the league lead in passing touchdowns at eleven. Um, he's got two rushing touchdowns, three hundred sixteen rushing yards, uh, eight ninety three passing yards. You know the passing stats aren't as good as Mahomes, but as I said, he's so valuable to that team. Whereas what I said, that fourteen seconds and they're two and two. Yeah, they're, they're up. but that that's why it's the quarter awards though. It's the quarter season. Realistically, awards. Yeah. I think Lamar could win MVP, and then that'll get him a lot of money this oh, year. Yeah, he's, I think that could happen. This Ravens team is good, but right now. Mahomes just looks on. Oh no, he both, looks on. It could go either way. It's it's a coin toss to me at this point. I thought it was clearly Lamar for a minute, and then I was like, oh wow, Mahomes is pretty good. He's pretty good. He's yeah. still he's still got it. Like Losing I was Tyreek, but still I was, like yeah, doesn't matter. I was still on the train of saying the Chiefs would win that division and being like thirteen and four without Tyreek because you get to see a little bit more of Mahomes spreading it out and. Spreading the wealth amongst different receivers, right, and right. Mahomes looks like the best quarterback we've ever seen through like four weeks. I like him and Juju too. I love him yeah. and Juju. I, I love him and good. Juju. Love that dynamic. I, they're great. Obviously, it's not him and Tyreek, but they're it's good. different. It's they're, different. It is different. I like it's different. It. He's he's using the run game more. He's spreading out the receivers, and that makes the Chiefs that just yeah. that, that much more dangerous. Clyde is having a good year. Oh, oh yeah, Clyde's he's got. I benched him every week in fantasy for no reason. He I traded. I traded for C. Because last year, I, Clyde, in fantasy Clyde was now. all over the place. Yeah, well, he, he was. He's got a yeah, touchdown was, in like every single game. Yeah, so the far, Chiefs almost, like, like that. He had like zero rushing yards, and he still ended up with like seventeen fantasy points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The thing with the Chiefs are they're just that much more unpredictable now. Even with with Tyreek out of the fold, now they have just you can't eat. They still have that deep throw with Michael Hardman and MVS, Marquez Valdez Scantling. They have the intermediate, and then they have the short game. But we'll talk about the Chiefs later. Actually, that's uh, we're, we're going to get to that later. I can rave on the, about that Chiefs offense for days, but we we're going to be here for three hours if that's the case. <laughs> uh, let's talk about offensive player of the year. Usually, a award that does not go to the quarterback. Um, who's your offensive player of the year so far? I'm gonna start off with you, Will. Saquon. I they're already talked about him. I don't really think there's anything else to say. I, it's got to be Saquon. I know the Giants. Uh, obviously, the Giants depend on him. That's he's he is their success right Absolutely. now. Absolutely, he's so, putting on a twenty eight. That being said, you have given your team through, and obviously the defense has played a big role in that as well. Right. But Saquon Barkley has given this team three wins. Could have been four because he was very dominant against Dallas. Mm-hmm. It's got to be Saquon Barkley through four. Bridge. Saquon Barkley. All right, <laughs> clean sweep. We we can move on. Four hundred sixty three yards. I don't know what else to say. Yeah, we yep. can move on to the next award. Clean sweep. Saquon Barkley. Actually, we'll also just get this out of the way. Comeback player of the year. Saquon, Saquon Barkley. Saquon Barkley. Saquon Barkley. Saquon Barkley. Saquon Barkley. Yeah, there it is. All right, all right. We're speeding up a little bit. All right, speed run. Defensive player of the year. Micah Parsons. Ooh, that was my original pick. I love it. Four sacks. And he leads the NFL with 22 pressures. Got to go with him He's so far. He's unbelievable. Got to go with him. Michael Parsons is one of the best players I've ever seen. He's ridiculous. <laughs> Tyler, <laughs> He's he's, so... this is what, his second year? <laughs> He's that good. We don't Dude. see players like this anymore. We don't see players like this who can play off-ball it's linebacker, no, edge fair. rush, drop into coverage. He's ridiculous. Um, I, Bridge? I know this is predictable, but I got to go with Parsons. I mean, I was at the game Boom. when at the Cowboys-Giants. I, I mean, you, there's nothing you can do against him. I don't care if you put up a brick wall. Micah Parsons will find his way to the quarterback and he is just as a, again, as a second year player, I don't know what else to say. He is he's that good. Oh, he's a stud. He's a top I, three, if not top one guy. 
Absolutely. He's up there with Aaron Donald right now. Yeah, he's. He, I think he's the yeah. second best defensive player in football. I was going to say Donald at first, but yeah. I, I stuck with Parsons. Yeah. I think Parsons is the second best defensive player in the league yeah. behind Aaron Donald. But my defensive player of the year pick, I'm going to switch it up a little bit, Nick Bosa. Okay. I think he leads the lead in, in sacks with six sacks yep. right now. That's fair. Yeah. He's got six tackles for loss. Um, He's just just a dominant player. He's yeah, been yep. such he's been such a catalyst to how good that that 49ers defense right now is the best defense in the league. I think they've averaged about like they're 10, playing 12. good ball. Yeah, they've, they've given up like 12. single digit points yeah. for the Rams. Super Bowl champs. Ooh. Defending Super Bowl champs. Yeah. They yep. handled them. Exactly. They they've given up like the most they've given up is like 19 points. They're ridiculous. Yeah. They're they're so active. You got guys like Talanoa Hofanga in the back back end of safety having a big year. That defense is insane, and it's led by the guy up front, Nick Bosa, number ninety-seven. And we already did comeback player of the year. That's too easy. Let's start. Out, let's go to the rookies. Let's talk rookies. Uh, let's start off with offensive rookie of the year, uh, Bridge. I want to start off with you. Well, that's a good question. I would go with. I like Garrett Wilson. Mm, interesting. I like that. I was gonna go with. I was. I was gonna go with him. I have him. And Olav yeah, on fantasy Olave. and Olave Drake is, London. Yeah. I have all oh. three on. So you, yeah. you know how hard it is and Waddle. I have oh. I have a lot of receivers. Yeah, but I have the th- big three from this year's draft. Yeah, if you mm-hmm. look at all three of them, they could all eventually, when it comes down to the wire, win that award. Right. The way that they're playing right now. But if you're going through the first four weeks like we are right now, for me, it's Chris Olav. He leads those three rookies. In reception yards with mm-hmm. 335, and he's that's also ninth in the NFL. Yeah, he's, he's been only amazing. got one touchdown. Garrett Wilson's got two. I don't, yeah, I don't remember how much. Well, Olave's playing but, for the Saints, so it's not like he's yeah. had yeah. that much help. You know? So right now, yeah. give me Chris Olav, but any one of those three it, at the end of the year is going to win that award. Yeah, I mean it's got to be Chris Olave. I mean the Saints moved up to get him, and it's paid off so far. Eighty-three point eight, phenomenal. Eighty-three point eight receiving yards per game. I mean he just looks like a stud out there. It's it's a tight race though. That that race is tight. It's As gonna is, be them three. Yeah, exactly. As is defense. Oh, Brees Hall gets sneaky. I was there. just gonna say that Brees Hall, if he Brees. continues to get the, the mm-hmm, these mm-hmm. snaps and he splits with Michael mm-hmm. Carter like that, but also he's got to produce. Like he produced last week. You're gonna split reps. You gotta yeah. keep playing how you're playing. Gotta he can enter that conversation. Gotta keep feeding Brees' pieces. But you gotta these, keep feeding these him. These three receivers don't they don't they just look like they're they're gonna be like studs? Yeah. They're gonna be studs. They're gonna be yeah. up there. And with, then, oh yeah, with, don't forget Jameson Williams, who's still yeah, Jameson Williams is still hurt. Is could be the best of them all. Yeah. It's it's ridiculous to see how talented receivers are in this league and they keep on getting better. At such a young age. Too. A, I, I could have ran. <laughs> yeah, exactly. These I guys are like, almost, like, they're basically our age. Like, what? Exactly. A year, yeah. They have a year or two on us. I mean, how crazy yeah. is that? They're my and, age. And I'm not even sure. with like amazing <laughs> quarterbacks. Drake London, Marcus Mariota. Yeah. Um, why am I forgetting? Olave with James and then Andy Dalton. And Andy Dalton. And then Wilson with Wilson. Yeah. Wilson with Wilson it's not and Flacco. Like any yeah. Of them yeah. Are playing with Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady, where you could be like, yeah, that could be the reason. No, these guys are rookies with people with players who don't have that much more experience. They all look than like them. studs. They all have like very unique skill sets that will last in the NFL. Yep. And it's really good to see the receiver well, the receiver position's only gonna get better. But let's jump over to the other side of the ball where um Defensive Rookie of the Year has been a very, very contested race, I will say. I, I was surprised, but I'm going to start off with you, Will. Who's your Defensive Rookie of the Year pick so far? Well, I don't think it's like as highlighted as the Offensive Rookie of the Year. I don't think yep. anybody has really been yeah. that as explosive as the three names yeah. we just Like Hutch throw. had a three-sack game, but it was kind of like right. BS three sacks. I'm going to give it to Devin Lloyd. Ooh, I like that He's pick. 38 tackles, 20 solo, two interceptions. I'm going to give it to him. He, he's not, and he wasn't the highest drafted rookie on that Jaguars defense either. Mm-hmm. No. No. Walker so, was. you know, give me Devin Lloyd, though. I really like how he's playing ball this year. Definitely. I was about to switch over to Devin Lloyd, but I'm going to stick with my pick. Bridge, I want to start with you then. I'm like between a bunch of guys. I love Lloyd because, I mean, look, nobody thought the Jags would be as I mean, not that they're amazing, but they're, they're so much I mean, better than they were last right? year, though. And Lloyd's they're obviously good. a big factor in that. I know I went with a Jets player for offensive, but I mean, Sauce Gardner has, yeah, has he's okay. been like, he's that was my original pick. Yeah, like it's hard to not go with him. Mm-hmm. But again, to Will's point, like four weeks into the season, it's a lot easier to highlight the offensive success of rookies right, than, than the defensive, which is a more, you have to ease into your position. Yeah, right. When you look at a whole season sample, you're like, all right, by week 10, he was doing this. And at the end of the season, he was doing these three big things for the team. Right. But so far, four weeks in, I'll go with Sauce. The thing with, is with Sauce is, Rookie, to be a rookie, cornerback is probably the hardest position to play. 
Sauce looks like a 10 year veteran out there. He looks so good. It looks so composed. It's his demeanor. His yeah, demeanor. Exactly. His we confidence. Were just talking about it. His, his demeanor focus. Is phenomenal. Yeah. His technique is really good. Yeah. And he's just such a good player. He's going to be that guy. But he was my original pick, but I switched it up when I saw this past week. Um, What do you call it? I'm switching it up. Another cornerback, by the way. We're going to go out to Seattle. Tariq Woolen. Tariq okay. Woolen has been really, really good this year. Uh, So far, he's had, he's had two picks already. 13 tackles. I think he has three passes defense, so pass breakups. And this week, had a pick six. So, you know, we like defensive touchdowns, so we got to give him that award. You know, that's the most flashy we've seen so far from the rookies. And he, I guess he stood out from the bunch. That have been. This has been a very deep defensive rookie class, but none have, like, really popped off the screen yet. Exactly. Yeah. He, he's popped off the screen most to me with the pick six. So I'm going to give him the award. Could obviously change. We're only in week four. But let's end it off with uh, Coach of the Year. We want to start off with you, Nick Sirianni of the Philadelphia Eagles. I got, yeah. I I was I was talking about them before, mainly because of this right here. The they average almost thirty points a game on offense. Uh, A lot of credit to Jalen Jalen Hurts. He's he's AJ Brown, Devontae Smith look great together. Miles Sanders had a great game. Obviously, he's been not as great as Smith and Brown on offense, but he had a phenomenal game last week. Their defense. only lets up 17 points per wow. game. They're four and zero, first in the NFC East, which looks like it could be only undefeated a team. Little, uh, yeah, yeah, only undefeated team left. It, mm-hmm. NFC East looks like it could be a lot better than what people anticipated. It's not the too. NFC least; it's the NFC beast. Yeah, that's right. I'm you. That's right. So, give me Nick Sirianni for right now, which I genuinely think could be the the coach of the year when it's all said and done. So, I like the Sirianni pick because he took the Eagles from. Mid to good to really, really good to yeah, great. They're amazing. But what Brian Dable did for the Giants is yeah. took them from really, really bad to pretty good. To to good. I wouldn't say mid. I would say good. You look at a team that wasn't over 500, hasn't been over 500 since 2016, right? <laughs> and I know Tyler's mentioned it that the oh, – and I'll quote you here. You said they had a bottom three roster in the NFL. I stand by that. And while that might be a bitter – bit of a hotter take i think we can all agree that it's probably a bottom half roster their roster isn't bottom that 10. amazing Easily yeah. bottom 10. and it's not that different compared to the joe judge roster of last year there are a couple different players but more often than not it's, it's mostly similar my point is is that the difference that a coaching staff was able to make by coming in and making those adjustments changing the whole feel of the locker room immediately you go to that week one game in tennessee do you think joe judge goes for two at the end of that game absolutely no not. Shot. No way. he goes for one he takes it to overtime and he loses yeah brian dable ballsy move but a move that i totally agree with you go for two you go for the win you're on the road it's week one you want to make a statement he did just that he's my out. coach of the year pick absolutely i, I agree like with that. i agree I, with i was Bridge. gonna pick yeah. dable at first sirianni's bottom up, sirianni i gotta go with sirianni can't be mad at just because what he's dable. done yeah but I, you said it you said it perfectly yeah. Bridge. they went from mid to good and then they went from good to like Amazing. one of the best teams in the yeah, NFL. Yeah, only undefeated team so, in football. Yeah. Hey, if the Giants beat the Packers this week, like we were talking about in the beginning of the show, and they really have a conversation. Noise, yeah. Put Dable a little higher. But right now, yeah, yeah. I'm giving Dave's a nod. He's taught the Giants how to win, pretty much three and one. Love it. This team went from the laughing stock of the NFL last year, running quarterback sneaks on their own goal line to a team that's going for <laughs> to a team that's going for two. You saw how bad my like my body language just went to crap right there. I just, I just, I'm. I had the um, what do you call it? The Stephen A. Smith face, though. Yeah, you know. He lost the franchise. He lost the move. franchise. Him and I Gettleman. I actually wanted him to come back, and then in that game, in that game, <laughs> well, yeah. I because I don't, I just, I felt bad for Jones and Saquon. Yep. These yeah. are two highly touted guys that were gonna help turn this franchise around, and they were. They're yeah. on their third coach in their. He was even told contracts? that they fi- Judge was told his job was safe like yeah. three weeks but before the season was over, that, and then he just screwed you know, it up. You know how obviously you, you're both you're both Giants fans. How terrible did you feel? I felt awful. I was like, I'm a fan of this franchise. The, I can't. I believe wanted to turn the game off. That. I don't even I was... care if they if they <laughs> if if it means nothing. Yeah, you're I didn't just, watch last four weeks of the game. In the towel by doing that. As soon as that quarterback sneak happened, I turned Turn on off. the Jets season game. Was, I was season so was confused. over. I was like, what? Like, the season was over. Dable's different. Dable, listen, different Dable. We went from going going for quarterback sneaks on our own goal line to going for two and a goal to go situation against the one seed in the AFC and winning that game. How different does that feel? Giants football feels back. I'm not saying that the Giants are winning the Super Bowl because they're not. This team is uh, so well, different. Different, yeah, different. It's a no, different no. feeling. It's the, a different there feeling. There's still a, a ways away, but this is the best I've felt as a Giants fan since 
even 2016. You know, that was, was a kind of a fluke year. year. I called a fluke year since OBJ really since OBJ made the catch pretty much since since yeah. we were watching OBJ take that make step that to, and he made that star. catch capturing the last bit of magic that Manning had left. But right. even then, it was already starting to dwindle into yeah. those later years. Right. So I got to go with Daves as my um, coach of the year. But before we wrap up the show, we're gonna talk. Just we're gonna make it really quick. Uh, Bengals Ravens. That's the Sunday night football game. We're gonna do quick keys to both games, uh, both teams, and then a score prediction. We'll start off with you. Just Ravens. The key to this game for the Ravens is that you just you gotta you gotta outpower the Bengals. You mm-hmm. should not be losing to the Bengals. I know they went to the Super Bowl last year. That's great. But uh, the Joe Burrow needs to needs to needs to tone it down a little bit. Lamar. They they need to take control of the North. And by doing that, you're gonna win twenty eight to twenty, and it shouldn't. It's not gonna come easy. But this Ravens team is so much better than the Bengals. Oh, They're the so Bengals, much better than the, the Bengals. Bengals. Had their Michael Carter Williams run, yeah, the rookie of the year. They are so, they are extremely I fraudulent. I don't think they're bad, but the Ravens are so much better. Well, the Bengals aren't that bad. Give but me the Ravens. They yeah, had a hell of a run last year over the Bengals, twenty eight twenty. Bridge. I'll have to say. I mean, quick keys to the game. Yeah, if you're the Bengals, you want to keep pace because a Ravens team at home on Sunday night, that place is going to be rocking. Oh, the bank is going to be loud. Oh, yeah. It's going to be loud. Great stadium. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, yeah, Baltimore is going to be looking to put up points quickly. Great defense, great everything. If the Bengals can't keep pace, I think the Ravens do run away with this. I really think that – oh, yeah. No, I think I think I like it'll, that. I I like think that. it'll be a bigger, a bigger win than people think. Score prediction? Score prediction. Let's go – 28-17 to the Ravens. I got you, and I'm going to go with 38-28 Ravens. I think the Ravens That's, yeah. really turn it on toward That's the end good. of the game, run the ball down the uh, the Bengals' throats, even though the Bengals do have a good defense. A really good defense has pretty much carried them even through last playoffs. Sorry, Joe Burrow fans, it's true, and uh, through this year so far. But the Ravens are the better team, and the better team will win at home. And before we wrap up, we're going to finish off with the Monday Night Football game. Raiders-Chiefs. Uh this shouldn't be close. Uh, well, it's going to be the Chiefs without a doubt. Yep. I don't think they put up forty though. Ooh. I got them at thirty-five. Okay, they're definitely. I I like the Raiders because I like that division. I want the Raiders to be good. I, they they have a good roster. Like they do. It, they, it's going to be a fun game, but the the Chiefs are rolling. Chiefs thirty-five twenty-four. Bridge. Um. Yeah, the Raiders cannot. They're not going to keep pace. This is at Arrowhead, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, they're not. I never said they were. I'd like them to. Yeah, but no, you all, we'd all to. like to see a good game, but yeah. there it's going to be similar to what I said about the Ravens. A packed house. It's going to be electric. Patrick Mahomes going to put on a show. I think it'll be a lot worse than people think. I think Eli and Peyton will run out of things to talk about on that Monday Night Football segment. Uh, yeah, they're going to start making fun of, <laughs> of the, uh, what do you call it, they're going to make fun of Derek Carr's hair or whatever. They'll find a way. Yeah, uh, Chiefs 38, Raiders 10. Wow. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm on that train. That's big time, okay. Uh, you said they're not putting up 40. Yeah, I said I got them close 24. to 50. Um, <laughs> I think the Chiefs absolutely dog walked the Raiders. We saw what happened last year where they put up like 48 or 49 on them. Um, and it's going to be 48-24 Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes is going to be on the bench by the fourth quarter. They're going to put in, what, Chad Henning or whoever their backup quarterback no, is. No. <laughs> it's going gonna, it's gonna to get fun. But um, that's going to do it for us here at NFL Friday. It's been a great episode as always. Um, tune in wherever you get your podcasts. But for today's episode, Will Talent and Bridge Gotham, I'm Tyler Hill.